the co-host of the Lunch Break Podcast. I have the pleasure of having Ryan Scalera on the show. He's from the New Jersey area, uh, and he's a sales account executive. Uh, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. You know, one of the things I was thinking about um, and why I wanted to have you on is you and I both are participating in the Hip Hop and Sales Challenge. Um, and your your video, man, that that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. Uh, what inspired you to um, to get involved with hip hop and sales? So I've always been like a hip hop head, and in, in general, uh, I wanted to be a hip hop artist when I was younger. Although I actually left that for uh, the sales industry. Um, one day, I ended up writing a rap song about uh, my my recent gap selling training that happened over on a QBR. I brought okay. it in a sales leader and we played it in the sales meeting and they loved it. Um, it became part of the onboarding process. So nice. once I saw people start going towards that music and, and putting content out there around that, I thought, you know, this might be entertaining. I think sales guys will get a kick out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think... Even a while back, like uh, James Buckley, he would just randomly make hip hop and sales post. Yep. And now that has kind of evolved into multiple people making videos, like full <laughs> rounds. You know, I think of like Shannon, um, she been spitting bars. She does more acapella. You did the video and it had the, the music, yep. you know. So who are some of the people you've seen do like the hip hop thing. Oh man, I uh, definitely James Buckley, James Bodden, um, Rajiv Raj Nation. Um, he is, he's done a couple, uh, including a Moana cover. And when I found out about him, the startup hype man, I was like, yes, this is skills <laughs> and hip hop intersects. I love it. It's that that attitude, um, yeah. that, that drive. Yeah, you know, actually, some of my well. I, I love Drake. Like, that's when it comes to hip-hop, I'm definitely a big Drake fan. I think J. Cole is underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody loves Kendrick. Uh, some people feel Jay-Z is the best. Some people feel Nas is the best. Who is the, some of your, like, who is some of the people on your playlist? Oh, man. Um, it, it's different from, like, back in the day versus now. Like, I was a big, like, Tupac, uh, KRS-One, you know, even Ice Cube, uh, I loved Eminem, obviously, growing up in the 90s. That was a that was a big one. Um, but, like, I guess today it's like, you know, oh, and back in the day, Andre 3000 still. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yep. <laughs> I guess, like, Joyner Lucas. I really like those uh, well-thought-out, really, really intelligent guys. Um, it's why I like Kendrick, because I think it's a lot more musically. There's a lot more depth to what he's doing where he's, okay. you know, putting music theory very deep into how he writes his verses. But, yeah, yeah. I always, always was an, uh, a sucker for a really good lyricist. 
Yeah, you know, um, I like Kendrick because his, I mean, his bars are just crazy, man. Um, and yeah. I think about even, you know, how you mentioned, like, they just, it's just so well thought out. There's so many rappers who just don't, it's just the beat. Like, right, so it's a hit song because of the beat, not necessarily the lyrics. So definitely, definitely agree with you there, man. Let's draw the line back to salespeople. So, like, you have the mumble rappers of today, and some of them are great, not going to knock it, but they're the, the, the really charismatic car salespeople. They're the ones that just go with the flow and they sell off the rhythm. And, you know, that you can walk in there and they can, they can get you to buy something because of their personality, where mm. people like Cole or Kendrick, they're the ones that are so nuanced in every step of that sales process that they're digging out the pain. They're really getting that impact. And then they deliver a perfect solution. Um, yeah. I, I, like I like that. that. That's fine, right? Yeah. I like that analogy. I, I've never heard anyone use that analogy. Oh, and, and sidebar, I feel Eminem is the best rapper of all time. <laughs> some people I, say, you know, some people want to say Jay-Z. Some people say Nas, Tupac, Biggie. I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Eminem. I feel like if you was to put him one on one with anybody, uh, he's gonna give them a run for their money. You know, agreed. I think there is something wrong in his brain that makes him so good at this. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think it's like a, you can't just get better and better until you're him. I think there was just something special about the way he thinks. Yeah, um, and I'm. You know, earlier you and I were talking, and you. You have a little bit of background in like audio engineering. You even mentioned how you thought about pursuing music as a career. What what was that tipping point where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to pursue music. I'm going to do something else. So I was about 22 years old. I found out me and my wife were pregnant, mm -hmm. and uh, my daughter was about to be born. Now at the time, I was selling Italian food, uh, New Jersey. How you doing? Um, <laughs> and I realized that I needed to, you know, focus more on how I was going to support my family. Um, and I think that like, I, I was in the studio with an engineer and he was recording me. He was trying to get me to do a more like pop type of dance hip hop song. And I just realized that like what I wanted to work on with the deeper message wasn't what he wanted me to work on. And I realized that this was about to not be me. So I ended up basically just dropping everything with music. I took off years. Um, and then my daughter was actually the one that convinced me to start writing songs again when she heard like some, you know, more like rock songs and other stuff that I was doing. I would sing around her and, and sometimes rap. And uh, yeah, honestly, it's come full circle because now I'm rapping and I'm a sales guy. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, I um, I don't have any children. I was married once. I was married for three years. Uh, we're not married anymore. But um, if I did have a child, I would want my firstborn to be a daughter. So I definitely tip my my hat to you. I got um, my first and second born. I got two little awesome little girls. Um, awesome. And it uh, it it definitely think helped me grow as a human being and a man. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. How would you say, um, like when you think about decisions you make or like just motivation, how much of like being a father and a husband contributes into that? Like 
what is that like like the the, the mindset of okay I got to take care of a family so I'm going to do xyz it's it transcended at a point where it's not just I got to take care of my family so I have to do xyz it's I have these two little little people that are depending on me so I have to be the best version of me and it's mm. it's it's a little bit selfish in the way where I got to go out there and make my life really good and work really hard for that and they're going to get to witness that example um and you know understand that we started in a one bedroom me my wife and my my daughter and you know we're probably going to be buying a house this year and it's it's a lot it it drives me every single day um wow. but not just for them for myself to be someone they could look up to that's amazing man um thank you for sharing that um and you know another thing too what kind of brings us together is uh something called rev genius uh oh, yeah. i joined the community about a month ago i think you've been on it for at least 2 3 months or something like that just about about 2 months mr jared robin um awesome awesome community over there love it met a lot of great people so far yeah man i i think it was actually how i got invited or connected to it was <laughs> hip hop and sales like kind of you know <laughs> people kind of connected with me and you know messaging and i think it was uh, i think her name is Galen um yep Galen she reached out to me and we were like messaging back and forth and then she mentioned the community and that's how i got connected to it um and it's been cool man it's been cool meeting new people immediately like I think cuz you know they got the introduction tab and I like introduce myself and I put like my LinkedIn or whatever and people just been hitting me up like almost every day I'm getting new connection requests mm -hmm. and I feel especially with quarantine like how do you feel being part of a community like Rev Genius is is beneficial to us to be honest the the quarantine has has done a lot you know so it's disconnected us in a lot of ways and i think what revenue genius rev genius really did was it it brought away for the lot of sales people that either are now remote the marketing you know as well as uh and they they brought them together in a way that they could actually have a community um and you know network if they need to but it was it came at the perfect time for me uh, just personally but i i think it's been really important and i i hope to you know have more awesome stuff come out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for me it's a good time just because for me I honestly I'm unemployed right now. I mean, I do do the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I have a budget that I work with, but I don't use that money for personal stuff. I use it for like like I hired a couple freelancers to do some copywriting because I want to when it comes to episodes like yours, like for example, I want her to I want to like the girl name is one's name is Amanda, one name is uh, Madison. Either one of them they listen to the episode, they write like a summary um but in a creative way where it's like the lessons and then it's posted. So I'm just trying to tap into different resources and stuff like that. So with Rev Genius, I'm just looking to learn from from other people um and just build my network from there. Um similar to you. That's awesome man. That's the right way to do it. Uh you know, don't 
I feel like some people stay siloed and they don't reach out for the help that they could. Uh, the amount of conversations I've had with VPs of sales, with sales leaders, you know, in my industry and, and others is, you know, this is my going to be my second podcast. I have a, a third one coming later this week. Uh, a lot of that's from Rev Genius. You know, and nice. You know what you're doing is definitely going to build something for you down the down the road. Even if it's like, hey, I'm not sure where this is going right now. Um, it's it's roots like this that start truly special things. So you know, yeah. for you uh, you doing this and especially having me on. Thank you. Um, so you so what podcast were you on before? So I was on the One Percenter Show with Paul Salamanca and uh, and Tom Bacard, and it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, they they brought me on similar fashion. Hey, uh, you know we noticed you're doing some really interesting stuff with hip hop as well as with LinkedIn and your job search, but we wanted to get to know a little bit more. So instead of sitting on your hands. You know, what are you doing during this time that could either bring value, entertain, or, you know, help yourself get to that next level? Cool, man. Cool, man. Uh, shout out to shout out to the one percenters. And uh, what podcast are you going to attend um, coming up? If you're allowed to say. If yeah, you're no, no. This is great. No, uh, Pints with Paul. Share the love, right? Uh, Pints with Paul. Uh, he invi- We had a conversation a little bit back. I've been actually deploying the strategy of basically saying yes. It's almost like the movie Yes, uh, Yes Man or whatever. With <laughs> and just seeing what happens from it. And it, it's it's honestly, you know, everything that's coming out of it has been awesome. I've connected with some really great people uh, because of this and just taking calls and asking for calls with people, much like yourself. You reached out to me. You're like, hey, you know, love what you did here. We should definitely collaborate. Would you like to come on the show? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's get it done. Although I locked myself out of my office before we started filming, but <laughs> the past is the past, bro. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, it's good to see that you're you're, you're busy being productive, um, and you know this is this could be a message to those out there that you know, I mean, there's I think ten percent or more of the U.S. are unemployed right now. Yeah. People are job hunting; they're, they're they're looking for work, and you know, I think it was Mark Cuban actually. He's like. I think it was an article or he was interviewed or something. He said, you know, he's told people like, be busy during quarantine. He said, because mm-hmm. companies are going to ask eventually, what did you do during that time? Yeah. You know, um, I heard that and, and took that advice quite literally. So, yeah. yeah so, you know, like I, I could use, you know, for me, like selfishly and unselfishly, like I do like connecting with people. I do like building a platform and, and helping James because that's my boy. But selfishly, it's a, it's a, something that keeps me uh, preoccupied, busy. I mean, I could have, I mean, I've taken online courses and stuff like that too, but I feel like this is a body of work mm. that just adds to my track record. Like, this is what I was doing. You can see, hey, listen to, and then like, let's say I get interviewed at a company. I'm like, hey, check this out. So just a win-win for Absolutely. Uh, for me and James. So here's the here's the haymaker question that I, I ask everybody that come on the show. When you hear business is personal, because one thing I do want to explain, because I had a conversation with a friend, you know, seasons one, two, and three with the Lunch Break podcast. 
and you know episodes one through 80. I mean, that's just legendary that James put in all that work, all that sweat equity, all by himself, edit everything all by himself. Now we're collaborating and I'm doing episodes 81 to 100. And I want the community to know, the audience of Lost Break Podcast to know like we're pivoting right now and it's not going to be industry specific, but it's going to be let's let's hear people's raw story experiences and practical advice through storytelling. Mm. So we're adjusting from specific to the sales industry and we're opening it up to non-industry specific, but we want to talk to ambitious people, whether they're an entrepreneur, salesperson, or even uh, any human resources. So don't, the, the, so I just wanted to put that out there because I don't, I think, We've made posts about it, but I've never verbally communicated it. And I just wanted to, I owe that to the community to do that. But with no further ado, the question I wanted to say, business is personal. That's the theme for season four. What does that mean to you personally? It's a good question. Um, I would say that, uh, man, hit me with the hard ones. So this, <laughs> business is personal to me means that it's not, there's no real separation. It doesn't mean you're always working. It means that business, what you do for a living, what, you know, whatever, you know, type of in, in, industrious behavior you engage in, uh, it should also involve who you are as a human being. Um, you know, figuring out a way to encompass more of yourself, bringing your personality, who you are as a human being to what you do is extremely important in this day and age and it's going to be extremely important going forward that's why personal branding is up so why companies that have millions of followers get two or three likes on a post the reality is is that we want to hear from people it's human to human not b to b not b to c anymore um and in this in this arena like listen i love comedy i love hip-hop i love uh you know sales and i incorporate all that into what i'm doing and now my career is really taken off because of it, because I made business personal. You know, my, my, I have my family involved. My daughter's in one of my videos. It's more nice. than just, I come in, I punch a clock and I go home. This is who I am. I'm gonna bring it to the office and I'm gonna bring it to the platform. That, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like how you said, I wrote it down. It involves who you are, mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, Industrious wise, it involves who you are. Because like for me, I have nine younger sisters, right? Mm, wow. Um, I probably bring them up in conversations naturally. Um, you know, I grew up playing sports, which is why I go by my last name because, you know, I played football when I was eight years old till I was about 10. You know, I was part of like a local community league, um, middle linebacker. You know, I love sports. I, you know, I even played basketball. I didn't play it professionally or anything, but mm. so that's definitely part of who I am. And then I, you know, I love wine. I love jewelry. Like I got a, you know, I got a pinky ring on right now. I know people can't see it uh, okay. through audio, but like, that's, that's me though. You know, exactly. and like you said, like we need to be who we are. Like it's not put on a facade when you're at work. I mean, there is some professionalism that that's involved. Obviously, you're the professional version of yourself, but at the same time, you got to be you. So I, I love, I love that answer. Love that answer, man. Um, 
And that that makes me think of like the like you said, the videos you've been making, the LinkedIn content you've been making is is yourself. What are some what are your what is your strategy or tips you would give people when it comes to using LinkedIn? So uh, first of all, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish with it. You know, I was, before I was working with clients um, and I was trying to get new clients off there and I was engaging with their content and posting things that they would find valuable. And when I got laid off during COVID, it switched. It was, you know, I sent in a million resumes. None of them were getting back to me. How do I stand out? And the way I knew how to stand out was by being myself. And I, I incorporated the things that I knew about, I liked, and tried to bring value to that community. And the amount of sales leaders that saw that and, you know, the conversations I've had since. Um, so, you know, for anyone else that's on here, like, listen, create a strategy. Don't try to overthink it. Post. Put stuff out there. Tweak it. Learn the kind of you know, the rules of the land on like what, what gets attention and what doesn't don't focus on negative attention. You don't want people, a bunch of people sympathizing with you. You want to try and make them smile, laugh, think, or, you know, bring them some sort of valuable information, teach them if you can. Um, but put yourself into it. Yeah. I like that. And uh, some of the things I'll share is like, you know, for me, um, my strategy is literally to be raw, to be authentic and to share, you know, personal, uh, my own personal thoughts or mm -hmm. uh, experiences. And, you know, I'm outside of the podcast because everything I post isn't about the podcast, but it might be, um, when it comes to, let's say, like me personally, I think hiring through Upwork is very effective. So I might post mm. something that, you know, I've experienced and something that's working for me. So whether it's a tip or it might be something on mindset, um, you know, I post those kind of things. You're documenting what you're doing and what you're learning. And that that's the real key. You know, we I can't get on and, and preach as a sales leader. I'm not one yet. So like... Uh, you know, in your case, like you're documenting what you're doing. And while that might be second nature or something you already learned, it's in the past, it is gold to someone else. Exactly. Definitely, definitely uh, documenting. And um, I remember I had a conversation with Kayla. Um, we were like, she, we already had, had the episode, because I think she's episode 88. If I'm wrong, sorry, Kayla. Um, but her and I were messaging. And because her and I have like jogging in common and like, certain athletic activities, but she, she asked me, she was like, you know, so when it comes to your career and what you want to do for work, what do you want to do? Like, what do you see yourself doing in the next, you know? And I told her, I said, to be honest, I, I really don't know. I said, you know, I really don't know what I want to do as far as work because mm. COVID has literally changed everything. Yeah. Like I literally was supposed to go through a six week program and I was going to learn, you know, con certain construction trades, electrician, plumbing. I was going to learn everything and figure out what I wanted to do, maybe HVSC or something like that. Now that, you know, COVID came, that program has been postponed. Who knows what happened? 
-hmm. But my whole perspective has changed on what I want to do, and I, I'm not sure yet. So I am, like you mentioned, personal brand. I'm building my personal brand on LinkedIn, and yeah. maybe something will, will happen from that. I, I think a real great goal to have is, you know, where you want to be in five years. I want to be more authentically myself in what I'm doing for work. I think that that's a real goal that a lot of people, is, uh, you know, aspire to, to achieve throughout their career. And, you know, eventually that's where I want to be. I just want to be fully comfortable being myself and doing, you know, being passionate about what I do. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I think that's one of the bright sides of quarantine is for us to re reflect um, and to think about things from a different perspective. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think, yes, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I think there's also a bright side, a bright side to COVID. Absolutely. I think this is in a lot of ways, uh, you know, a terrible thing that's happened, but there's, you know, two ways to handle it. It's to view it and only view it as that or to find the great awakening within it. I got to spend a lot more time with my daughters recently, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for being on the show today. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, program that we had today. Likewise. Just some of the highlights. One of the new things I've been trying to do is give like a 60-second recap of Thing. So we talked about hip hop and sales um, and the fact that when you, whether it's just a, just a, just a plug for people, like there's different challenges that come up on LinkedIn, whether it's oh, a 10 day, you know, 10 tips, 10 days or, you know, get involved with it. Cause you just never know what community or relationships that can get built from that. Uh, Rev Genius, you and I are part of that community and we both um, are building connections there. Um, and then when it comes to business as personal, do what involves you. Just be who you are and no matter what you're doing. Absolutely. And when it comes to LinkedIn, you know, be organic, be yourself, whether you're job hunting or, or whatever the case, um, come up with a strategy that works for you. And then there's a bright side um, to quarantine, um, whether it's deepening relationships, more time with family. So. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Great to uh, chat today. For sure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories on their lunch breaks. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, share on social media, and make sure you come back for more episodes on Season 4 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where business is personal.